This episode is brought to you by Health IQ. Health IQ believe the best way to improve the health of the world is to celebrate the health conscious through social and financial rewards. They have used science and gathered data to convince insurance companies that health-conscious people, including cyclists, deserve lower rates in life insurance. Health IQ have helped tens of thousands of people secure billions of dollars in insurance coverage. For a free life insurance quote, visit healthiq.com speed. Again, that is healthiq.com speed. And now, on with the show. from beginning to end for the beginning of the podcast. Guess what? We are back. Episode 163 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast, the least professional, least knowledgeable, and least informed podcast in this beautiful blue and green planet of ours. We're no experts. We're just fans. We're at speedmetalcycling.com. There you can find links to all our social media stuff, and you can... uh, get a link to our Patreon page so you can support us with as little as a dollar a month. I think you can even do 50 cents a month. But anyway, uh, go check it out, speedmetalcycling.com. We'd like to thank, obviously, all our Patreons who make this uh, possible and also our sponsor, healthiq.com slash speed. All right, I am your host, Dan Skullcrusher. Known in the streets as Superboy. And allow me to introduce my host today. And let me see. I'm going to start by ladies first, Natalia. How are you doing, Natalia? Ready to rumble. Ready to rumble. And uh, next is my brother, Klaus. How are you doing, Klaus? Pretty good. Pretty good. And how is Mr. Mike Spriggs? Great, as usual. Um, have you checked Instagram lately, Mike? Yeah, where'd you get that hat? Uh, Canal Street. <laughs> what hat? What are you guys talking about? Are you wearing like a my, Gucci? My my yeah, beautiful wife. My, my beautiful wife was rocking the Louis Vuitton cycling cap today when we went for a ride. So that's pretty. Good. I had nothing to do with it. Canal, Canal Street. I didn't say you did. I just. I just asked if you'd. Well, you tagged me. You tagged me in it, and seemed to seem to imply that I was responsible for it. Oh no! I tell you, you know, it's like an inside joke. It's an inside. Maybe that's my huge ego. (laughs) No, because it says (laughs) rocking style from Gage Desoto or by Gage Desoto. That pretty much implies that either Mike sold the cup to your wife or sent it as a gift, or yeah. No, it's just simply that, you know, Mike and I have always talked about how awesome Louis Vuitton is. And so he inspired me to buy that hat one time. Okay, maybe we need to let the people decide what the implication is. So people (laughs) go to the Instagram and then let us know if it's implied or not. I bought you that as a gift. Uh, Yeah, that's right. You did. You absolutely did. I also have. You can't tag Klaus in it because he's not on Instagram. Yeah. It was. was it MASH? I think they were the ones that made it. What? MASH? I think it was MASH, yeah. MASH, yeah. Okay. We should get All them right. as a sponsor. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we definitely should. Anyway, the Giro, ladies and gents, was upon us. It came and it went. And I think I am going to name this episode right now something. Are you guys ready to hear what the episode is called? Yes. Big Fat pink ribbon because that's exactly what everybody in the Giro did they grabbed the Giro they put it in a box they put a beautiful pink ribbon on it and they just gave it to Tom Dumoulin it's like here you go buddy you may not have been the best but none of us did shit to stop you from winning this what are you talking about that's exactly what I'm talking about there being maybe what three attacks on Tom Dumoulin the whole time it is interesting because 
the only attacks came from himself. <laughs> That's yeah. like yeah, exactly. One of them was attack. a poop attack. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. Everybody knew. Well, actually, I, I get it. Nobody had legs. It's not that Tom Dumoulin was the best writer. Is that everybody else just didn't have the legs to? And it just makes me wonder, really. I mean, and I hate this whole like, well, what if? If Landa, I mean, fucking A, that dude had good legs. Landa would have cleaned house if that wouldn't have happened. Wait, um, wait a minute. You don't think Landa had good legs? I think he had no, them. It's just that that's the, the Black House no, 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 that's, 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 pretty much, you know, like, killed. No, that's Francis. exactly what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. If it oh, wouldn't have okay. been for that crash, Landa would have taken this Giro easy. He would have just been able to walk away with it. He would have destroyed Dumoulin, who was ripe for the taking, but nobody, nobody was able to do anything. I don't know that he could have outclimbed Nido. So weak. What's that? I don't think he could have outclimbed. Anybody could have outclimbed Nido. No one did. What? What? Who did? What are you talking about? The whole, everybody outclimbed Nido. Jesus, I, if I would have been there, I would have like, he didn't do anything. I don't no, think you're talking about Landa would have destroyed. In the last couple of days, everyone was just equalized and shot because there was so much climbing. But who attacked Naito? I mean, aside from that one stage where Demulant and he lost like a few seconds, who attacked him yeah, successfully and got a bunch of time on him? Pino. On Dumoulin? Yeah, maybe Pino, but that's about it. But nobody else did. No, Naito, 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 Naito. Pino, Nairo Quintana needed to uh, to destroy, and he didn't. It's not that, sure, he didn't lose any time, and that's why he's second and not first. The, the stage that he won, we discussed this before, he got like a minute and change. What is that? He needed like four minutes that one stage alone. He knew that. The attack that's, that but, he put. Exactly. I mean, that's I just what think. I'm saying. They yeah, but I mean, I think it was not a strategic fault. I think everyone, it was oh, no, very, very even. And I think there's no way. Now, the problem is, I think all of them, and you could see this in the last two uh, mountain stages, they all went super deep. It was a lot of climbing in the Giro. And I think it's a terrible year to uh, to try to do a double. Because to bounce back from this Giro is going to be very, very difficult. And every other major team, if you think BMC, Sky, uh, Trek, everyone sent their like lieutenants to the Giro. And Naito just lost to the yeah. lieutenants. And at the Tour, Absolutely. it's going to be Valverde. Well, I think this is really <laughs> difficult for, for a year to do the double because... Chris Froome is racing <laughs> any year that Chris Froome is racing the tour. The first. He's gonna, dude, well, I just Chris think Froome's that Milan is the worst guy to race a uh, grand tour against. If you're looking to do a double, a double is already a huge thing. But if you have someone like Contador that attacks, attacks, and if they blow up, they blow up spectacularly, then you kind of ease off. But if you have someone that's just always back there, kind of slowly coming back to you, then you have you're just wasted by the end. Um, like even me, more so. <clears throat> let me. Uh, you know, like uh, nowadays, most like when you buy a box of Legos, it's like already something you're gonna build something. Like it's like a box of Legos that is a pirate ship, and then you put the pirate ship together. But remember, back in the day, you could just buy Legos and you would put on like put together your own thing. I'm gonna give you guys a bunch of random Legos. And you guys have to put together a joke. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put them out. All right. So, um, Nairo Quintana is from the the, uh, the department of Boyacá in Colombia, right? B O Y A C A, Boyacá, right? Now, <laughs> B O Y O in Spanish, well, actually, it's B O L O, right? Yeah, means third. Boyacá, Boyacá. ACA means here. Boyo Aka. Ah, it means there's a third here. And that's what Duvalon said. Boyo Aka. <laughs> I, I, I made the joke. You guys didn't build. Sorry. It's terrible. 
I guess, because nobody left. I have a question for you guys. Do you think that anybody went back and cleaned it up? Because, no. I mean, I. Your joke? <laughs> no, the poop. Because it, it's, it's, I mean, at least here in the US, in most places, it's a fine if you don't clean after your dog. And I'm sure human poop or dog poop would be the same thing. Do you think somebody went back and cleaned it? Someone would have to be driving around with like a hose. Yeah. Or, or a doggy bag. Or a shopping bag. I don't know. How, I don't know. How much do you think it was? I don't know. Somebody was posting a picture. I don't know. I saw it in the, like some women, a pro from the women's peloton, where there were a bunch of thirds sprayed, painted in pink, neon pink. It was funny. But it was like the, the, the poop from a cow or a horse or I don't know. Yeah. Somebody just spray painted it with, with pink in the, in the grass. <laughs> with a little monument. <laughs> they should, that's, someone should have saved it and bronzed it. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, as was rightfully pointed out, I predicted that's what Demulan would have to do to lose time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, a lot of yes. love from people for that. I was going to pull and out that sound. It is. Like- Insane Cloud how fast people listen to a podcast. Yeah. I yeah. told you. He would have to put Cloud's his bike down and just poop on it. Yep. He didn't Basically really poop on did. the bike, but... Uh, yeah. Almost. Almost. We that don't was know. close enough. <laughs> there could have been a little splashback. We don't know. Um, so here's, here's a, a couple of thoughts that I had about Tom Dumoulin in general. Just everything that happened from the poop to his comments to the whole thing. This guy, obviously, and the team don't really, they felt a little out of, the whole thing felt out of their league, I think. Um, they weren't smart with their tactics. They weren't, um, he, he, he wasn't smart with his comments. Like it just—it seemed like they're just like a lot of rookie mistakes by the team. Which I mean, it's understandable. They really are rookies when it comes to this. I, I, I I went in really liking Tom Dumoulin because of what he did in the Vuelta and everything else. And for the first like half of the race, I was really, and then after, and then the poop and stuff, and I'm just like, dude, you're an imbecile. You knew you had to poop a long time ago. Just stop and poop. If you really want people to wait for you, go up and ask them. Hey, dude, guys, let them know. Let people. You just like I'm just gonna stop and poop, and then and then everybody gets yeah, all pissed off, and then he's like, you give oh, no, you be asking. Not, no, no, it's just because it's a question related to that particular stuff. So just hear me out. And this is from a person that has not been following cycling very closely for the past. I don't know. Anyway, so the thing is as follows: I understand that there is this and um, that there is this unspoken rule that dictates that if the leader's jersey stops to take a natural break, people kind of like agreed to soft pedal, whatever, you know, like even maybe stop with him or just wait for the guy to take care of business and then join the the peloton. That is the unspoken rule. Now, can it be possible that if you are strategic about it can you use that let's call it power to try to neutralize and preempt attacks strategically i mean if you oh, like yeah. correctly can you just use it to defuse that and then i was thinking then why have the freaking rule after all you know like i don't i think i don't i don't i mean i don't know can you, no, can no, you no, be no. subtle about it or is no no, no, no i think it's no, no, under no, no. such extreme circumstances you know like Kenchalara did that a few times because it was you know raining and it was unsafe and someone had nearly died or whatever and i think it was considered heavy-handed but i think if it's obvious they they would go so why are you? no this is ridiculous i think it would have to be so obvious but even still, I think the idea of the unwritten rules has been slowly getting eroded away to some extent after the whole chain gate between Contador and Schluck. Okay. Good. No, I, I was think. just wondering, like, for example, if you're going, like, you can plan for a situation when you say that maybe, you know, like, at the foot of the climb, things are going to explode. Exactly. So what if I just decide to take exactly. a, you know, like, I'm sorry, sorry, party break, party break. But before, you know, like, you kind of, like, time it. 
So it kind of diffused the acceleration that comes up at the climb. Just like, I'm just wondering, I'm pretty sure, dude, I mean, just looking at what, at the things that some of the dear cyclists (laughs) put up, I'm just planning something like this. I don't think it's just like, oh, come on. It's just like, it will just take too much. I don't know. It's just like, just remember that the Milan has a history of having to stop for a number two in an emergency. This is now his second time. I'm not. I'm not saying that Dumoulin did this. It's just like oh, it no. got me thinking no, 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 that no, if you have no. the leader's jersey, you can just do whatever. Yeah, you know, like well, you can just try exactly. to like. That's that's what I'm talking advantage. about. I, I don't know. Just, I didn't hear a lot of people in social media or anything talk about this. But if you think about it, and you will, and you're going to use this unwritten rule to your advantage, where would you decide to stop for the proverbial natural break, nature break, whatever it's called? at the bottom of the climb where you know they're going to attack you. Of course, I'm not saying, I don't think that the team is smart enough to have pulled it off like that, but nobody thought about that. Nobody thought about the fact that he later said, oh, I've had to poop for the last two hours, but I decided to wait until the moment that it would work best for me so that they would have to wait for me at the beginning of the climb. I don't know. The whole thing just smells Mm. funny. Ah! <laughs> I don't think. Like, I mean, and 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 the other thing is that Dumoulin may not have had the team, but he always had somebody kind of with the same interesting interests aligned to him. So he had FDJ helping him to bridge that one time because Pinot was there. So FDJ kind of like pull him up, and then in that other in the last mountain stage, he had John Goals, Molema, and Yates. Yeah. Doing yeah, yeah, the time yeah, trial, yeah. team time trial thing with him that he was. Yeah. And that is one of the things that he went after the stage and then he says, Oh, I'll be forever grateful with Molema and Yates and, and jungles. jungles. And I'm like, dude, are you, is, is this, I don't know regulation, but I don't think you're supposed to cooperate <laughs> with each other. You know, like that was, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case, but it's just funny that he goes and says these things as if yeah. there was some sort of arrangement made. It's like, dude, no, just I'm shut sure, up. I'm sure, you know? <laughs> I'm sure that there was oh, I'm arrangements sure. made. Of course, of course. And it, it's not against the rules, and I'm fine with it. But you're right. He says these things sometimes, and I'm just like, dude, why, why do you say these things? Why? Just keep your mouth shut. Because he's mouth. new to the party. Exactly. And the reality is... He just beat Nairo Quintana at a Grand Tour. Oh, hell yeah. That's amazing. Uh, let me ask you a question, actually, guys. And, and uh, you know, uh, Natalia, you and I discussed this a little bit throughout the, throughout the tour. I'm going to ask Mike because he is the non-Colombian here. Mike. Oh, but I know what he's going to say. Never mind. May, Mike may not be the first, best person to ask. But, Mike, do you like Quintana? See. Si. Yeah, because you're a weirdo that like people that are kind of asshole-ish. Klaus, do you like Quintana? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I I have a soft spot for more or less people who are pure climbers and go but into not- a grand tour with a chance for self-immolation if there's a time trial oh of course of course of course but i'm not saying do you i like, I like the survivor? fact that he grew up in an adobe hut <laughs> damn it mike i showed you on google street view that's not how he grew up um but i didn't mean as a writer of course a writer i think he's you know amazing a lot of fun to watch sometimes i think he waits too long to attack and climbs but um I agree. He doesn't, he doesn't risk enough. But I mean, as a person, like, do you cheer for him as a person? The way that, for example, yeah, you would cheer for, uh, I don't know. I can't think of somebody who's like. Well, I think. Well, I think he's definitely almost the polar opposite of someone like Rigoberto Urán. Now, people may not have, exactly. uh, non-Spanish speakers may not have a sense for Rigoberto Urán as much, uh, but. Uh, and he, especially because he's not as popular, but Rigoberto's very outgoing, funny, and Naito's just more reserved. Yeah, but it, reserved in an asshole-ish way, though. 
like his comments. It's like, Natalia, I think you put it best, and I'm going to try to translate this into English. It's he doesn't make himself a likable person. He doesn't give himself the chance to be liked. Allow people to like you, dude. I don't think that he, he cares about it. And this is one of I the things that got me thinking throughout this, you know, like to the, towards the end of, of the Giro, because I think the number of haters he accumulated was, wow. It was like, for me, that was the whole thing watching it. It was like mind blowing. Like Tom Dulan became this darling of all the Tifosi, let's say. And then all yeah. of the sudden, the evil presence was was Nairo. And then I was just shocked by how much personality goes, you know, personality goes a long way with, wow, san- wow. with cycling, with cycling finds. It was like insane, insane, insane when I saw it. And I'm, and I'm thinking about it and he didn't actually do something that you can reproach him, reproach him with. It was like, so where is yeah. all this like hatred coming from? I didn't understand. And maybe it's because of that. He's not going to be you know, like the fan, outspoken, engaging, whatever, because he doesn't care about it. He doesn't, I mean, he's there to do his job and the job no, is no. right, right, whether you like it or not. He doesn't care about being this personal, lovable, it's like, no, that's, that's not. Yeah, and I, I think that's that it. that's where you see the writers that become personalities, for better or worse. Uh, probably the most extreme example of it would be Jens Voigt. Uh, I think some people feel that way about Sagan, uh, for better or worse, Lance Armstrong had that he, you know, and to a lesser extent, people, uh, Phil Guyman, uh, Ted King, people who had, you know, were outspoken and had a personality people could engage with. And I think Nido has no interest in that at all. None. I mean, the TV commercials he does for the local lottery are, they probably had to pay him extra just to smile. Yeah. But then the the, the problem with that is that why is that making, so the cycling fans kind of, not hating, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing because they don't feel the connection or whatever, but they were really hoping in a very kind of nasty way to see him lose, you know, like that was the... Yeah. And yeah, then I'm hearing, it's like, what is this coming from, though? It's like, I know oh, the Goliath, you know, like David versus Goliath and blah, blah, blah. Sure. To Dom Dumoulin is the underdog and whatever, but Jesus, you know, like, <laughs> suppose no, 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 totally they... because, because, I mean, everything that Quintana supposedly did, Nibali did too. Nibali's team went on the poop gate. Nibali was the one that, like, said, like, Dumoulin should shut the hell up after this or that. Nibali also didn't help Dumoulin out. Nibali did exactly the same things that that Quintana and Movistar were accused of doing. But Movistar is already a team that is disliked. And nobody's going to say anything against Nibali because he's like regular dude. He smiles. He puts funny things up on social media. I, Klaus, keep that dog quiet. Oh, you <laughs> know, speaking of dogs, uh, a little... A little um, I'm going to give you guys a Botas health update. You know, he had, um, what was it that he had? Uh, pancreas. Pa- 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 pancreatitis. Pancreatitis. Okay. So he's, he's all better from that. But now we don't know exactly what's going on with one of his legs. He's like limping really bad and he has really bad allergies. So he's like not even walking around. He looks like an old dog. I feel so bad for him. So I'm taking him to the doctor tomorrow. But anyway. I, it, it, it sucks that Quintana is not somebody that I can say, yeah, I like that dude, because guess what? I don't. As a writer, awesome, cool, fun to watch him. But I didn't find myself, like, really cheering for him. I found myself cheering for Adam Yates quite a bit. I think he's funny and cool. And I think that Orica in general is, like, a very fun team. Uh, Mikel that Randa is so interesting. That it. is so interesting. Yeah. Because it's the same it's the same thing that I guess it happens to me with Froome. That I cannot understand why people are so some people are so enamorated with him and just seems like oh, yeah, he, I, I just ah, ah because yeah. he wins. I don't I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. I don't like the way he rides his bike. I don't like but the guy hasn't done anything 
I don't know. Something that is just, yeah, it's just funny. Because if you just, yeah, no, just look at the person, like the, their, their job is ride their bicycles if they are winning stuff and whatever, you should be able just to judge them by that and not going in this whole hype of, oh, I no. want to feel a connection or something. But it's just not possible. It's not possible. It's our, job. it's our job to make fun of people that we don't feel a connection towards. Or even those that we do, <laughs> and we just still make fun of them anyway. Okay, so now um, this is from the fan side. So I know that inside the peloton, they have their favorites and their non-favorites. So what I get from the Giro is that Nivali and Quintana are not very well liked inside the peloton. Is that correct or not really? Or Okay. I'm, I'm sure Quintana is not liked or disliked. Everybody's probably like, whatever. I mean, like, he's probably a non-entity in the peloton. He probably says as many words in the peloton as he does during an interview, which is, like, five five words a, uh, an hour. Yeah, I, I doubt that. For anybody. sure, being in Movistar doesn't help. You just continuously yes. hear that they, they've they had issues, especially for things they do during races that people don't seem to like. It just comes up every couple of years, always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, absolutely. so that's the, the heritage. And about Nivali too, has he like done dirty tricks or something in the past? Um, I don't know. Just, no, I, okay. I don't think so. But but I think also Nivali is not like this big personality and stuff. Not that not that Froome is either. It's you know, I mean if I could if I could cheer for like those big G C guys, I would definitely pick uh people like uh Esteban Chavez, for example, you know. Uran, I don't know if he's still supposed. I mean, I know that those two guys are Colombians, but I mean, even even Ilnur Sakharin is more likable than. I well, actually, never mind. Because Sakharin had the whole suspension and stuff, which is just sucky. But By I don't know. Way, I mean, uh, I mean specifically, listen, listen, last thing I'll say about this: I was cheering for Andre Amador and Gorka Isagirre and Winner Anacona more than I was cheering for Nairo Quintana. So actually, that brings up something that, and this is not like I'm going to say some mind-blowingly deep money ball type uh, thing here, but <laughs> two riders that if you're starting a team and you're looking for cheap potential GC-ish guys, Andre Amador, in the first TT, first TT he was like 10th. That's amazing. Yep. And uh, from, uh, what's the guy, Hurt, H-I-R-T, oh, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from from CC Pulse at whatever. Wow. He was with Quickstep before or whatever, but blew my mind. he was just there in like 80% of the big climbs. I know. With pro- usually no, climbing was- better than even like Yates. He's he's yeah, trying I mean, to move back to a World Tour team. So he says yeah, that in the Giro, it, he was... It was his chance to to get a, a contract. I'm sure, and before then, he left the Giro, he had a contract. That oh. was amazing. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. Um, I mean, there's just no way. If I were a team looking for somebody like that too, I would just go for Mikel Landa. Mikel Landa is never going to do. He's never going to be allowed to do anything good at Sky. Never. It, like like always with okay. Sky, there's there's five or six dudes ahead of you that are better and have a better... I mean, I think he could... Next year, he could lead at the Vuelta. I mean, I think there's more promise for him. Andre Amador has to... Not that he was on the level of Landa, but he was just fantastic, and he can time trial. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, I, and he's also... I mean, he's not getting any younger. I mean, he's not a young guy. He definitely needs to... Yeah, I would love for him to be able to uh, to spread his wings, if you will, in another team. I just don't know what team that would be, though. Um, there has to be a team that needs some more GC guys. I don't know. Maybe I have another question for uh, you. Pick up your brains a little bit. Okay. And I know that this is not according to regulation, but whatever. I've been asking and nobody deigns to give me a, a thought even so. I know that advancements in science can make it so somebody that is a time trial specialist can climb very well. So science Not has made it possible. Well, yeah. I'm wondering, just hear me out, is it possible because is it possible that the same advancement in science can make it so a climber 
becomes a super duper time trialist or is really nope. you know like the advantage is never going to be the same well, for that so you can turn nah. a time trial in some super duper climber using science are you using the, the word same, science as a euphemism I don't know, Klaus, you tell me. But then the same size, can it be used to turn a climber into a pretty darn good time trialist? Because So you're I, asking about doping? Yes. Well, not doping, but yeah, sure. I think because... I don't, because I don't have any proofs. I'm just saying science there, but yeah, sure. It's just because one of those... I think it's easier for you to become a climber with oxygen vector doping. Yeah, definitely. Okay. You know, it's, just, it's just that I'm wondering. Like, that, Let us assume that everyone is using... And I'm just... I'm using the word science, but uh, everyone is like doing that. I'm, I'm wondering if he, if a little tiny climber is always going to be kind of, it's not going to be level for them because they are never going to reap of the benefits in the time trial. You know what I mean? Like there is just yeah. so much their physique can let them do. Whereas from the TT specialists, they can really enhance their performance going up the climbs, but that enhancing is never going to be the same for the wow. climbers when they go flat. That's just me like wondering if that's the case or if like, no, 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 no. The science will make it so both of them will be kind of no, even out no, 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 in no. both uh, well, terrains. Think about this. If, if, you're, if you're a big, huge dude, becoming a, a great climber, a great climber is probably impossible, but you can lose some weight and you can power up climbs. If you're a tiny dude like Pozo Vivo or Quintana or so many other tiny climbers, there's you, you, if you gain weight, you'd have to gain massive amounts of weight, massive amounts of uh, muscle, and then then you would lose your climbing ability. So the only thing that you can do to become a better time trialist is become better at your position, become better at the the, the um, like the, your technique. Yeah, you know, become more but arrow. that never is going to make it so you're able to contend with the specialists. Nope. But on the other side, if you're a TT specialist, by losing weight and maybe doing some shenanigans, then you can come to a point when, yeah, call it power climbing or whatever, going at your own rhythm. But you can make it so you actually, yeah, like, I mean, go up without blowing up, that. without losing time. Yeah. But there's I don't think that. But the other way around, I don't know I very don't. prominent examples. Okay. Yeah, no, exactly. Which is, I, I'm which just is wondering why. if it's even possible. That's all, because nah, nah. again, given how you know, like the small frame and stuff, there is just how much. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. Well, listen. That's why. It's like brain fart. <laughs> that's why somebody like Miguel Indurain could win multiple Grand Tours, many Grand Tours. Santiago Botero. Santiago Botero, exactly. A pure time trialist, huge dude. Well, Santiago's not really that huge. His biggest, like. Obviously, like I said, Durain, but yeah, and the other way around, it doesn't really happen very often. You, you didn't see like somebody like Marco Pantani winning like five Tour de France's and you know two Giro d'Italia, you know. Yeah, it's just that then what if this is all going, and I'm just <laughs> climbers are going to be an endangered species then because then what's the point of being a climbing specialist no, if that is not no, going to you give know, you any advantage over the no, 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 like no, no. You know why that's not true? Towards the future, I'm I'm just saying no, that's no, no. all it's because not, look, not, I don't see it. I don't see it because okay. they, they say the same thing in in the eighties when when people like Durain started doing what they were doing. Everybody said the same thing. Oh, pure climbers are just disappearing because they're not. Nah, not at all. Not at all. Like, there's still there's still going to be Grand Tours without long TTs or without time trials at all. It's always going to be like that, you know. The, the tour, the Giro, the Vuelta—they're smart about how they do things. They don't always want. They don't always but want I, the Indurain. But I do think there's been because a shift away from, and ahead, I think bro. there's been a shift away from the focus uh, of a type of race that benefits a quote-unquote pure climber. Make of that term uh, what you will, but I think the more complete rider is more likely to win uh, Grand Tours now than before. I think it greatly favors uh, people who can time trial, even as well as like Contador. Contador was the Spanish time trial champion, I think, twice. Um, so even if he's not a Demoulin or uh, Wiggins-type time trialist, you need to be more complete, certainly, than Naito is most of the time. Uh, gr granted, yeah, granted, it's just looking at it, it reminds me kind of the situation with the women's peloton that we don't have a lot of 
pure climbers. And now I think the only one that comes to mind is Katie Hall from the United Healthcare team. It used to be also Marout, but we don't have many of them because guess what? There is no really terrain for them to to shine. And that's one of the other things that I want to mention about this Giro, that just looking at it, and there was something that Marout put out there, and she said that you look at the stages that they did in the mountains for the men in this Giro, and it's just not the same sport. Like We are never challenged, challenged in the same way and she says like yeah sure this zero 100 maybe is loaded but you look at it and for the 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 women if they had to go up one big mountain in the whole year that's that's it you know like there is nothing more and it usually happens in the giro rosa which by the way apparently remove a lot of the mountain and it's just you know like hilly but without that huge huge mountain that used to have so that makes it so you don't have you know, like you go for the more well-rounded type of classics or, you know, like that can kind of like do it all too. So I was just thinking about that if, if the men side was heading more towards yeah. that way no, when it pays off to be better time trialing that, like going up hills. I don't know. It's just that. Um, do you want me to tell you guys something Mike, else? Mike, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, Mike, what do you think? I think Mike fell asleep. I agree. Yes. Valverde. Valverde. Listen, um, when Antonio Fletcher, <laughs> he was talking about like sportsmanship and he said, sportsmanship. <laughs> I rewound it like three or four <laughs> times to actually spell it on my notebook. Sportsmanship. <laughs> Is that what Indurain was? A sports machine? <laughs> oh, he was. A, he was. He had a huge sportman chin. <laughs> also, Dumoulin has a huge sportman chin. <laughs> dude, that that dude is just Pepe Cortisona, el saco de plomo from Condorito. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna it's look just for that. Like, for, yeah, I know. Pura, um, pura, a mustache on Dumoulin, and that's saco that's, de plomo right there. So funny. Uh, I thought that Gazprom and CCC did a great job as, as like their invited teams, both of them. Bardiani obviously started horribly with two dudes not being able to start because their B samples came back. And then they got sacked. So they started bad, but I think I saw Bardiani in maybe two of the breaks the whole time. It was not a very good... In the first week, they were like in every break, and then after that, I think they were just done. Yeah, and, and the other thing that... They did a Posato and just went to sleep. They, went, they took a nap. I, I think that it's... it's, it's um, they're, they're talking about like a, a, a crisis in Italian cycling, right? They were like, oh, there's no Italians winning stages and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I, don't worry about winning stages. Worry about the fact that you don't have a single team a single team in the first division of cycling, not a one. And then on top of that, two of your other teams weren't invited to your own home tour because of shady business. And the third one that was invited to your tour gets two guys suspended because of shady business. And you have to invite teams from Russia and Poland this is beyond an Italian crisis. It's, 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 it's way worse than France, where they just don't, they're not producing very strong riders for the last, I don't know, 25 years, depending on who you ask, whatever. It's, it's, it's beyond a crisis. Italy is fucked. That's all I'm going to say. That's just based on Bardiani not doing very well at the Giro. No, but I mean, I, it really, honestly. Well, it's, I it's, think it's, if it's you... Bad. If you ever wonder about the size and sort of gravitas of the tour versus the Giro, look no further than the fact that like before the Giro started, there was already two positives and then it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Nobody makes a big deal. At the tour, this would be huge, huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like an Italian team. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Only okay. two. Only two. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Like this is a good year. It's a good um, harvest. Hey, listen, guys. Um, 
So at some point during the during the Giro, um, somebody asked me how 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 I watched the the Giro, and I explained again, you know, Eurosport, VPN, whatever. And we, we've discussed this before, but just super quickly, just do a search on the internet if you're not very tech savvy for VPN, like V as in V for victory, VPN, right? And basically, what that does, it it virtually puts your computer anywhere in the world, right? So then you have the, your computer magically be transported to somewhere in England. And then you go to the Eurosport website and you can pretend to be British. And you, when you're typing, type with a British accent, sign up, pay a little bit of a few, a few pounds because they don't have dollars over there and um, get the service. And that's how you get the service. So that's how some, some people choose to watch the races now. And is that, those is that last three minutes of conversation will explode in no, well, 10 seconds, counting from now. Okay. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's not legal to do that. It is not legal for you to do that because of television rights and stuff. But I'm just saying if you're so inclined to do, you can do that. Watching illegal feeds from the internets in different places... You know, illegal feeds that are like posted from like some crazy server in the middle of nowhere in Russia is also illegal. So pick your pick your poison, as they say. The Jira was available freely from the Colombian feed, no problem in HD. There you go. But from anywhere in the world. Yeah, well, would you like to uh, talk about about Goga? Okay, so I'm sure if you guys watch the, the the race on Eurosport, you could hear a lot of background noise and I felt bad for Rob Hatch because a lot of times he was trying to like cover it and trying to talk over all this noise. The most prominent voice that you could hear was from the booth right next to them, which was the Colombian uh, broadcaster. And it's a woman. And like I said last time, last episode, uh, her name is Georgina, also known as Goga. And uh, she has a really annoying voice, but, uh, like the pitch of her voice is super annoying. But Klaus actually watched the actual race with her as the as as, as one of the main uh whatchamacallits? Uh, what do you call that? Commentators. Commentators, yeah. But then you were saying something about the way that she commentates. No, it's atrocious. It's <laughs> the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean I and I say this. And I say this very, very seriously. I think it, to anyone that's been listening to the podcast, I know my brother has a bone to pick with a lot of commentators. I'm far more lax. I mean, Phil and Paul, yeah, they're just kind of out of it half of the time. But even them I could watch and like, it doesn't totally put me out. But this woman is is uncanny. And the best way I could com- I could compare it would be like watching a race with your crazy old aunt that has never watched cycling before. Not in the sense that she doesn't know the names or makes mistakes or whatever. It's just everything stresses her out and she seems scared for the riders. And just a descent, watching a race with a descent with her commentating will age you and just shave like 10 years off your life. Because everything is like, oh, my God, that, oh, that turn. Why would they put that turn? Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. They're going to have to slow down. Why? No, they're going too fast. They're going too fast. Look at it. Oh, no. No, no. They're going into the turn. No, no. And I'm like, wait. But this is just, yes, it's it's a scary descent at a Grand Tour. We've We've all seen it, and clearly she knows the sport. She's been following it, so it's not news to her. And yet, every time she goes, look at this. There's no barriers. They're going to go off the corner. They're going to fall. And I'm like, no. That's even the second group. They're not even going that hard. It's unbelievable. She clearly speaks very loudly in yes. the Colombian feed. You could. She was, because I saw a picture, she was seated maybe 10 inches away from Sean Kelly, you, of course, could not hear Sean Kelly. He's very soft-spoken. You could not hear anyone else. And my guess is that commentator decorum in that truck is you don't scream. And you don't scream about a turn. Oh, at one point, there was a little bit of snow melt and there was a trickle of water. 
in the descent when they were going slow near a turn, she's like, oh, that water, they're going to slip on that water. Be careful with the water. Like they could hear her. It was <laughs> yeah, like preposterous. A, like I've like never. Old, yeah, like an old crazy aunt. Yeah. I mean, it would just be watching baseball. Go, Why are they throwing that ball so fast? It almost hit him in the face. No, that, <laughs> they're professionals. They're not aiming for the face. I'm and in America. In American football, oh my God, they hit that guy hard. No, it's it really yeah. most but of the it, time he's it okay. Is, it is interesting because she is in this hype where she believes she is the queen of cycling for South America and especially for Colombia. That I think that she may be a little big in the cycling fan with the cycling fans in Colombia. That maybe she thinks that is the same case when she goes abroad to do these 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 things you know like yeah as if the rest of them were in a level below her so she's in this hype of celebrity that is just i don't get it i don't i don't like it either but she has a huge adores her like forgive me to anyone listening to this if you're english speakers you don't know what i'm talking about just trust me Anyone in Colombia that thinks she's even decent at this must have forgotten what the 1980s were like and to have actual people. I mean, you can, of course you can be passionate and Colombian. And, you know, if you watch soccer commentary in Spanish, you know that it can be over the top. It can be this, it can be that. That's fine. But that's for exciting moments or, you know, they're, they're descending and look at this and he's trying. If there's a little bit of water, <laughs> they're going to go over the little two inch puddle. It's really okay. And it was. And likewise, when Demolan stops to poop or whatever. I was gonna ask she you about that. Spent like ten minutes scolding people. How dare people that call themselves fans of the sport mock a man? His body is one oh my he's gonna I don't know if he's gonna be okay. He's gonna have to take in liquids. And all of a sudden he starts short just stops short of giving a recipe for what he should drink after the stage. You know, he's gonna he's nutrient. Yeah, and I'm like, Yeah, I think we all what the hell? So sorry to drone on about that, but no, I think it's awesome. Godly, ungodly how bad that was. And really, pretty much all commentators, like, it doesn't get to me as badly. But this, I cannot believe that a human being is getting paid to do that job that badly. Oh, I can't. amazing. He is getting uh, paid very well. Very, very it. well. Yeah. You think, think Colombia? No, she is. She is. Money to pay? She, she was yeah, paid no, better. she is my no. Say whatever you want. I know, I know. She's Listen, getting paid she very got, well. She got fired. She got fired from ESPN, where she was making a lot more money than she is now. There's no. No, way. and this is the thing. She didn't get fired. She was pushing because she wanted to become the cycling commentator for ESPN Latin America. But ESPN Latin America is run by somebody in Argentina, and the guy that they put in charge of that is Mario Sabato. And she couldn't muscle her way in, even though she was kind of the one that cultivated the whole ESPN Latin America, whatever, but they decided to give the gig to Sabato. So when she saw that that was the case, then she left uh, ESPN, but she didn't get, get fired. And then she started you know, like doing her own thing, kind of like putting herself out there for uh, doing this sort of uh, broadcasting things. Thing, and then yeah. she got... She got things going on with the Colombian media, and I'm telling you, she's getting paid very well. I'll dig up, I'll dig up the numbers and then give them to you because I don't have them with you. I was surprised. I am going to uh, world-class Hall of Fame broadcasters compared to her. I I actually know (laughs) by far. I know a bunch of people at ESPN. I, I, I never thought about this. I should shoot them an email and see if they know anything about it. That'd be funny. I, I doubt it because these were people that did mostly soccer. But hmm. Okay, so um, Giro d'Italia, I lost our predictions. I couldn't find a piece of paper where I wrote them. because that. I don't think anybody had Dumoulin. No, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm sure I said for both or something. Okay, like so that. now that we're talking about it, I just I want said, to I congratulate... I said, I said yeah, I just want to congratulate Piccolo Dave because he won both of the fantasy leagues on Velo Games. The name of the team was Aru for Real. So congratulations. Here's your prize. Congratulations, Piccolo Dave. That's it. That's it. That's your that's your prize. And we and win at all. 
So did you guys happen to saw happen to see sorry the Winston Salem races at all? A little bit, not at all. Uh, no, I just I not, I knew that there was uh, one of the Colombian okay. uh, women's teams here. Not not um, the Shimano team, whatever is is from Argentina, isn't it? Yeah, that's the, that's a kind of, of like a Latin American mix sort of yeah, uh, yeah, thing. No, 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 no but there's the yeah, yeah, so yeah, there was a Colombian a Colombian team. And they were racing. So two friends of the podcast were there, Diana Peñuela and Abby Miki. That's pretty much why I was checking them out. So yeah. they did a creed on Friday and then they did the road race today. It was fun to to watch and they had the You know the you know how on Facebook You know how on Facebook you can be like, all right, so let's say that like um Shit, I don't know, let me think of somebody who's who's really famous. Name somebody who's really famous. Uh, George Clooney. So George Clooney has a Facebook page, and you can become a fan on it, right? You click like, oh, I'm a fan. I'm going to follow this guy. Bleep. That doesn't mean that you're really friends with him just because you follow him on. We follow these girls. They are not really friends of the podcast. They are. <laughs> like, I mean, what I consider friend of the podcast. They are stalked by the podcast. Yeah, mostly. Like, yeah, if yeah, if exactly. any I, of them had been in a picture with a member of this podcast, then that immediately gives you the friend of the podcast status. And Diana Peñuela was in a picture with uh, with Dan in Richmond. Many pictures. So. Yeah, yeah so like forget it that and he was in a picture with me and Irish Slapendel, so that's it. And Abby Miki, she gave us a lot of love uh, yeah. some but, like but weeks listen, ago. So that's that. friend of the podcast. Gracie Elvin is another friend of the podcast because she interacted a little bit with us on Instagram. Yeah. So that's just, what it takes I to be a friend of the that, podcast uh, if you're a pro cyclist. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I, my just, I just believe that uh, I just believe that friendship should be reciprocal. Reciprocal? Is that how you say it? No, that is not friendship. If you're a friend, you're supposed to give. You're supposed to give without expecting anything back, dude. What sort of friend are you? No, but I think there should be some reciprocity, whatever that's called. Mike, how do you say that word? Otherwise, it's potentially creepy. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. There you go. Yeah, I think there should be some... Reciprocity. Yeah, of course. Otherwise, it's not friendship. Otherwise, it's just stalking, which is what we do. And we do it so well. <laughs> okay, so now that we're... Can you please pronounce the the name of the race that I sent you, that I say tongue-twisting uh, yes. game? Yes, yes, reciprocity. It's okay, reciprocity. you go first, okay, Dan. Pronounce that thing for me. I know how to pronounce it. Goik Gatterzbergen Goik. Jeez. Goik Gatterzbergen yes. Goik. Yeah, Mike says yes. I said that's exactly how I would say it. <laughs> well, we I cannot pronounce that thing. I mean, like, well, we know. are you See, missing like, like vowels between the D and the S in the... Yeah, no. That's no, just. but you know God. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you don't speak much like Mike. When he does, he's like an oracle. Like, yes. I pay attention and I just go, yep. So, Daisy so. <laughs> Elvin, friend of the podcast, was the defending champion of that. So that's why I was following that wow. one. And also because they had open free TV stream. So I was, of course, watching because of that. Marianne Voss is back. That's all I have to say. She was out of the sport because of injury and other stuff, i guessing. And then she's back now and she's back to her winning attacking ways. She won this one. It is funny for me to see cyclocrossers racing road races now is kind of surreal. Like pat-pat cycling goes real <laughs> <laughs> during the summer. It's like they all start racing, oh, racing road. I don't know. I mean, just it was weird for me to see Sanekant in a road race. That's, oh, Okay. <laughs> well, just like you don't uh, have your face uh, full of mud. That's interesting. Like uh, so something. Steve Bar. Uh, so something else that we've kind of amongst ourselves been discussing, but I don't know if readers out there noticed that Users. somehow in the last few months, but it really came into focus during the Giro that Velo News, <laughs> like the headlines they use, are now. 
Like uh, they said that DeMoulin dumped a bunch of time or that he flushed minutes down. Yeah. Like they're yeah. actively trying to be they're, funny. They're Are they getting tabloid the status Post. now? Yeah, yeah I know. Post. Like, wow. Awesome. I love it. It's tabloid so of cycling. Does, does cycling have a tabloid kind yeah, of like an equivalent? Yeah, it's called cycling. We have the tabloid. It's called L'Equipe. Yeah. Oh, is that the download for cycling? No. Well, a little bit, but not really. <laughs> Listen, speed metal no, cycling. You know what the, no. you know what this is called? What? You know what? what? And I'll give credit to Mike for this. These are dad jokes. Ours? Yes. Yeah. We have the totally. dad joke. Of- no, the velo- oh, did the velo- you really respond. comment? Oh, did oh, he yeah. have okay. a, uh, an opinion it. about this? Yes. That was it. That okay, was so we're clearly everyone else is noticing it. It's news. There was some change, and this is now happening. Right? I don't know. I don't they changed the yeah. editor. The editor in chief no. is like this hipster guy, I think. I don't know. No, you know, you no, know. What? I think it's a 45 year old that yeah. shops for clothing at Costco. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And wears the really white Kirkland shoe, like tennis we should shoe. Call it, we should call the site Velo Dads. <laughs> yeah. Dad or uncle? Velo uncle. Is the dad or the uncle? Yeah, I mean, th- this, is where, this is where cycling coverage is going. You have your nervous aunt doing commentary <laughs> and your horrible uncle that like takes great pride in like a well-mowed lawn. Uh, managing a website. Yes. <laughs> Not that we're doing a great job, but we don't get paid for this. Like, no, no, we and can we suck acknowledge, all day long. And we acknowledge, we don't pretend that we are professional we or anything you, like that. You know what? We, we are, are, yeah, I know, just we the are dad jokes. folk. Yeah. No, no, I mean, of course, like, here we are. We're trying, we've tried to come up with funny things to say about the Mulan pooping, and we didn't come up with anything. That's fine. Yeah. I, tried I, to to see. I tried the, the Boyo Akaha joke, and it, it just. No. Here's the first rule of dad jokes. It's got to be in goddamn English. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah you're right. It, it has it, to be so obvious, and that's why to see it in I can't say print, virtual print. It, it's I was like, hmm. Wow. I, yeah. I guess this is happening now. The dad jokes. <laughs> the dad jokes are taking yeah. over. Okay. Wow. I'm glad to hear that other people are, of course, noticing. Very last yeah, thing. It's kind of hard episode, to miss. Right? Uh, very, very last what, thing. What, the TJ Van Garderen said he was done with Grand Tours, and now he's like, maybe I can do Grand Tours. Because yeah. he won a stage. <laughs> that's all it takes. Leave it to us to go, that's all you did? You won a stage? Whoopity-doo. <laughs> <laughs> you still suck. That changes nothing. <laughs> oh, man. We're like Brooklyn's. Uh, Personality-wise, yeah, hey, where does TJ stand in your scale, dudes? I I could give two shit. Personality-wise, I think he's fine. I mean, he's a, he seems okay. like a fun so, dude. I think he's going to be rooting for TJ. That's the case. Right? Yeah, he's never going to be a grand tour. Mike, what was the name of the guy? What was the name of the guy that won the first <laughs> stage? Lucas Neil Hamburger. Post- yeah. Postalberger. Postalberger. <laughs> Uh, Postal Burger. Hamburglar. He he won a, the Hamburglar won a stage as well. So maybe he should start thinking about uh, being uh, start you know. <laughs> it's so no, bad, I think TJ McGardern is likable. If nothing else, you have to kind of feel bad for him. And Aww. I think, I mean, you you do because prob- I think he probably has he a very- sports. He probably has a sports psychiatrist, and then he, he met with him afterwards. And he's like, you know what? I think I can do this. And the guy was like, let's not get carried away. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> one day I mean, at a I, time. It's still unclear. Remember, a couple of years ago, he left the tour for non-physical right. reasons. I think he struggles like in a way that almost any natural human being would. It seems yeah. that way, and that sucks. You know, poor dude. So, yeah. I mean, I don't dislike him. I still say every time he comes up. I think more than the sports psychologist, I think he should see a dentist about a mouth guard. He's grinding his teeth. <laughs> they look very even and they get smaller by the grand tour. Okay. Now I have a question, a question for each one of you guys. And all I need from you guys is a number one, two or three, three being an amazing zero, an amazing race Two being like, meh. one being like, not very good. Just no good, meh and good. This Giro, Mike, one, two, or three? 
one five. <laughs> Klaus. <laughs> three is very good. Amazing. Three is like awesome. Like last year's Jiro. <laughs> Mm. Three is. Would you no. recommend this app to a friend? Zero <laughs> <laughs> to a friend. <laughs> I'm I'm with Mike. It's like it's a little above a two. Although I have to say, this whole hey, let's watch a Colombian lose a grand a zero on the last day is getting old or second to last day. Uh, <laughs> Poor Chavez, and now this. I mean, yeah. I feel these zeros are being set up. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you guys about consp- conspiracy theories. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying two Giros in a row. It's kind of weird. That's all. <laughs> I thought it was very good, but I see people seem to think this was like the greatest Giro. I know. In, I don't I understand don't, that at all. No, I don't think it well, was. Well, I don't know. Natalia. No, I think there was too much climbing. So a couple of days, I can think of three days climbing days that should have been explosively crazy, but within the context of a three-week race, weren't, including two in the last week. Where things are kind of and include and the Mount Etna stage that was kind of neutralized because of by the GC guys. So no, I don't I think, think it there was. Were, I think there were too many curves and the guys were going way too fast. <laughs> oh, did puddles. you see that I'm little puddles. bit of water? Yeah, that little bit of water. <laughs> Got that puddle. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine that one? Remember the stage a few years ago where they had they were put nets in case people went off the edge to catch them and they finally decided not to take that route. She yeah. would have even just seeing those nets, she would have just like collapsed. She would have had a heart attack. She would have had a patatus. They have a video yeah. of her reaction when Chris Froome was running with the bike up the hill in the Tour de France, yeah. and she is just jumping up and down, waving her hands in the commentator trailer or whatever when they were doing the broadcast. Oh my so, gosh! Oh my gosh! Somebody! Somebody! A yellow jersey is running up the hill! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's so funny. We were all thinking oh the same gosh. thing. Of course, it's an amazing moment, but now. <laughs> think of the temperament of Sean Kelly and who he is as a person as we know him and now picture him sitting next to this insane human being Sean Kelly must punch himself to sleep every night just to keep from crying during a grand tour no I didn't blame him when he disappeared and then Hatch started like okay so Sean Kelly went for coffee and bagels or yeah, whatever he and he's coming back at some point yeah. at, at, at one point i'm pretty sure that when he went to change his shirt because he had spilled coffee on it that was intentional it's like okay yeah. they will get me to a hotel to put a new shirt good good job good job Poor guy needs a break <laughs> yeah he does need a break man because, i mean not only does she sound like your crazy aunt she kind of looks like her too so it's it's a little the whole thing is just bad anyway natalia number one two three no. Barely two. Barely a two? Yeah, I would say barely a two. I don't understand mm-hmm. why people thought it was so great and very few attacks. And I mean, it, it was interesting. You know, there was the pooping thing and like, you know, should they stop? No, I mean, controversy and. But if you look at it, all the, all the interesting stuff came from outside the racing part. Yeah, exactly. Like there was wasn't the a lot of, most of the stuff something was something memorable. Not a single memorable yeah, yeah, attack. Yeah, so. You were like, yeah, the best, the best, like, attack or whatever was that stage that Nairo Quintana won. And that wasn't even that exciting. But that was it. That was the most exciting stage in the home year. And people were like, other oh, grand black. tours have had several like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that last the weird uh, fox, the fox taxidermy yeah. guy was back. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird, too. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was funny. Random taxidermy fox, dude. No, no GC had a gigantic collapse you know, a form on a mountain. On a mountain, yeah. Nobody I mean, some guys crashed into a motorcycle. A guy pooped on the side of the road. Yeah, but exactly. like, what imagine if Nibali or Quintana had just lost eight minutes on a climb after attacking five times or something. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and the thing is that people were like, oh, that last time trial was so exciting. You, you didn't know until the very last. Of course, you didn't know until the very last minute. Officially, you didn't know. But if anybody thought that Nairo Quintana was going to win the Giro d'Italia, there are morons. I mean, if you're a fucking idiot and you believe that, then it's what we've said it a million times. When your aunt that doesn't know anything about soccer, like, I don't understand. Why doesn't he just leave all the other guys and just go faster? People like that thought. Are you, are you opposed to t- Are you opposed to ITTs at the very last stage in all cases, or just <laughs> when Nairo's in the race? No, you know what? All cases, I, I think cases. having those two. 
No, I, I, I do think that having the time trial at the beginning and the time trial at the end is a good idea. But yeah. you just have to make sure that the mountain in between those things is not as hard that it just neutralizes right. everything because right. everyone is just, you know, like when you have like 200 and something stage with massive climbs, you know, I mean, if you're going to do that, then make sure that you give plenty of opportunities in the mountains to try try and make it so the climbers or GC guys that are good climbers are incentivized to take advantage of those. But in this case, it seemed to me that they were always saying like, oh my gosh, hard day after hard day after hard day, I cannot go and blow up here. So that kind of ended up neutralizing yeah. everything. I don't, I don't know. We've so, said it before. I don't, I don't know. If I you want care. lots of climbs. Go ahead, Klaus. I know what you're going to say too. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you want lots of climbing days, shorter mountain stages. Shorter mountain stages are always the way to go. Yeah. They can be more explosive. Yeah, exactly. And they don't make riders so tired that you have, I mean, when you have Nairo Quintana and Nibali, two of the best climbers in the world, trying to get away from someone like Tom Demoulin, who's not an explosive rider, and all they can manage is like 40 seconds, yeah. you know that they're just like beyond spent. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Oh, here are the two explosive climbers versus the boring Dutch guy. Let's see what happens. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, it's too much. You know I thought I mean? it was too much. That that's yeah, all. But yeah, I do a, like the the time trialing beginning and ending turns because at the end it makes it so you don't go in the last part of the race with this giant advantage of you know, like four minutes, mm-hmm. five minutes, something like that. So I think is it can be used to balance things out. It just like needs a little bit handling of the mountain in between those two. That's all. I'm gonna say one thing and then we're gonna be done. And what I'm going to say is the good thing about shorter uh, mountain stages, less chance for pooping. We're out of here. Peace.